Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a very exciting conversation, something that lights me up. If you have been with me from the beginning of this podcast, you know that my roots are in nutrition as a a registered dietitian. And today I brought a dear friend on to teach us about the energetics of nutrition, our intentions behind our wellness. And we really dive into all things, you know, mental health and nutrition. We talk about the intentions that we have and focusing less on that number of the scale number on the scale and being more intentional about how we nourish our bodies and really focusing on the nourishment side of nutrition. So we cover a lot of really amazing topics on this podcast, but before we dive in, um, I want to tell you a little bit about Francesca. She is a nutritional therapist, practitioner, and holistic wellness coach. She focuses on everything from nutrition, movement, mindfulness, meditation, and energy work, which I think is incredibly important. You guys, she she approaches wellness from that holistic approach, which is so important. And she herself struggled with mental health for a very long time. And her goal is to help people feel their best through this holistic approach so that they can tap into the life of their dreams and really start moving towards that. So before we dive into this episode, I do have a few quick announcements. Number one, If you have not already heard, there is just one way to work with me at this point in time, Um, and those are one-off sessions. Again, my one-on-one is currently full, and I have some new stuff coming, but we will be sharing more of that on the future. Um, Before we dive into this episode, I do want to share a quick announcement. Because we're talking about all things wellness, all things nutrition, I want to share with you guys one of my favorite brands, and that is Primally Pure. You guys, what we put in our bodies and on our bodies is so important to our wellness, our health, our mental health, our hormonal health. There's just so many impacts of the things that we're putting on and in our bodies. And I truly believe that investing into cleaner products is an investment in our future and in our productivity and in our energy and so many other things. So I'm going to share with you my two absolute favorite products from Primarily Pure are their cleansing oil, which I literally use every night before I go to bed. I put like this cleansing oil on my face. I use a hot towel and it literally just removes all my makeup while moisturizing. And also their blue tansy um, night cream or beauty cream, whatever it is. I, I personally use it at night and it's so moisturizing and so rich. You guys know that I struggled with acne for a really long time and that when I started cleaning my products up, my diet up and my mindset up as well as my energy, that's really when I saw the shift. And and one of the things that we talk about in this episode with Frankie is that 
it is not a one sided approach, right? Like if you just focus on nutrition and you're so hyper-focused on that and you, you let everything else go, we're not going to see the same level of healing as if you're working with that energy. <laughs> Dahlia would like to enter the room, the energy work, the movement, the mindset, the body work, like all are so important. So that's why I'm so excited to be bringing you a discount for Primally Pure. If you use the code Shelby Rose at checkout, you get 15% off your entire purchase, you guys. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes that if you decide you want to go browsing, you want to go shopping, um, their deodorant is also really great. Lots of great stuff. Go shop, go have some fun, put the link in the show notes. Okay, let's dive into this episode with Frankie. All right, Frankie, thank you so much for being here. I'm very excited for this conversation, going back to my roots and obviously having you on the podcast. We've known each other for a long time and just watching you evolve into what you're doing now has been so incredible to watch. And, you know, I think I've said this to you a few times, but I really feel like you've become a whole new person over the past few years. And I'm really excited for you to share your story and your journey with the listeners. So before we dive into our conversation today, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and how you got to where you are today with what you're doing. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, first of all. Um, I'm so excited to be here. And I was just thinking about our relationship and how I connected with you. And I really had like no idea what I was doing. Um, I just knew that I wanted to do something more. And I just felt like I was drawn to you just like very early on. And I had no plans of like what to do for my business or anything like that. Um, but I'm just so grateful that we connected all those years ago, which is crazy to say. Um, but right now I am a nutritional therapist practitioner. Um, I just graduated in April. So it's just been a few months now. Um, and the more work I've been doing, the more I kind of realize that I want to offer clients so much more than just nutritional support. Um, so right now where I'm at is kind of trying to bridge nutrition and intuition and energy work, which I think you're also kind of familiar with because you started in like dietitian, right? Yes. yes. Um, Very so familiar. That's kind of, exactly. So like just again, like connecting with you years ago and looking back now, I'm just like, wait, we had such a similar journey in some ways. Um, yeah. So I just felt like it was like kind of meant to be. Um, but yeah, so right now I'm just working with clients. I'm working to create uh, an eight-week course and I'm just trying to bridge that gap again between nutrition and intuition and just helping people go a little bit deeper with their healing. Yeah, absolutely. So I love that this is something that came up for you as well because I thought it was so interesting. And I I'm going to share a little bit. I know the listeners know this already, but like for me, as I went down the nutrition path, it was like, there were so many other aspects to my healing. My phone is not on silent. Um, so many aspects to my healing that I couldn't fully heal just with nutrition alone. And I'm curious for your own personal journey or the, what you've watched clients through or what you've watched other people go through and experience. Why do you think that combination between nutrition and energetics is so important or why do you feel like there needs to be this multi you know faceted look at our health so i feel the same 
way as you did. I kind of started working on my nutrition as a way to heal. And I just kind of realized that there was so much more to it. Uh, nutrition played like a huge role in getting me to feel better and things like that. But at the end of the day, we're all so different. So I think that's where the diet industry kind of fails by trying to like market these one size fits all diets, like, you know, keto or whatever it may be that people are trying to like get on the bandwagon. And I think kind of the first step is getting in tune with your own body, which is why I think the energy work is so important because nobody knows your body more than you do. And I feel like a lot of people are just so disconnected from their body and giving them a meal plan to follow, giving them a workout routine, a meditation schedule. Like I could do all those things, but I just feel that what's going to make you really stick to it is getting in touch with like why you're like your, your reasoning for doing this, like getting in touch with how certain foods make you feel, how certain movements make you feel. And I just really think bridging the energy and intuition work into it is really helping people for like long-term success. So instead of just like a, here's a quick fix diet to help you lose your 10 pounds, it's just like so much deeper than that to kind of help people make these changes that they can carry with them for the rest of their lives. Wow. I, I love that so much because I think, you know, having worked as a dietitian for four years and really sitting down over and over and over again with clients and seeing this pattern erupt where like people would come to me for meal plans and I would give them like every single thing that they needed. And then all of a sudden they come back a week later and they didn't stick to anything. And I, and what I really distinctly remember is the clients who had a reason for changing that was grounded in, I want to feel better for something. And I worked with a lot of older patients at this time. So my grandkids, I want to be around to like be able to move with them or I want to be able to go hiking again, or I want to be able to do these things. They had that connection. Like what you're saying that they were connected to their personal why and their personal truth and what they desired that they were able to stick with something because they were seeing the results and it wasn't just tied to a number on the scale or something so superficial. So to me, what I'm hearing you say is like energy work will help connect your clients to their own personal desires and truths, so that they can actually follow through with something rather than just checking a box for an aesthetic or a, you know, very surface Mm -hmm. level reason. Exactly. And I think most people are looking for changes that are deeper than, you know, weight loss or, you know, surface level, but like a lot of them just don't even know why, or they don't, they don't even realize that like by changing their diet and by feeling good, they can go on to like accomplish all of these things that they might not have even thought was like possible before. So it's almost opening this door is almost opening them up to a better, a big, a better life, really like that possibility and like grounding them into the fact that like, there's more to this than just like this very surface level shift. Exactly. I'm curious. So and there's, you know, I'm going to say that this audience probably has a wide range of people listening and that there are probably some who are still struggling with that. I just want to lose weight that I'm sitting on the surface or that like, that's still something that they're recognizing. I feel like most of the people here are very conscious, very aware, but there may be still struggling with that pattern of sitting on the surface where they're like, it's just about the weight or, you know, they, they can't figure out what that deeper reasoning is, or maybe, you know, for some that diet culture is a way to avoid what's underneath the surface. 
And so what I'm curious about is that if there's someone who's feeling super disconnected to their own personal why, their own personal intuition, what would you, what would you guide them through? What would you tell them as some first steps for them to start to cultivate that connection so that they can better understand themselves and therefore create a more sustainable, healthy lifestyle? So I feel like a lot of people don't even want to hear this, but I always start with um, just meditation. Like it's just Mm. something that's like almost so simple, but people I feel like a lot of people are just like, oh, I don't know how to do it. I don't get it. And like people overthink it or overcomplicate it. And they're just like, well, how do you do it? What am I supposed to do? Like, how am I supposed to feel? And I think just like getting people to kind of just like sit with themselves and just get quiet for a little bit. Um, Because I just feel like everyone's so go, 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 like, so many distractions with like our cell phones, with your job, with, you know, going from one thing to the next, like just sitting down in silence, even for five minutes, if that's where you start can just be so life-changing. And I feel, I almost feel bad when I say that because I feel like people expect more, like, well, what can I do? Like, what, how do I get to there? And it's like, you kind of just have to start small and you have to just start, you know, like I, if some people are into journaling, like just sit, sitting with that, like finding the way that meditation can almost work for you. Um, because if we're just constantly distracted and constantly like going from, you know, task to task, it's like, you're yeah. never really gonna, you're never really going to connect with your like inner wisdom or your inner knowing. Yeah. Um, I love that simple, but it's it's hard, you know, it is. (laughs) It's like, it's, it's such a simple thing to do, but then we like, you know, I'm just going to share over the past week. I was like, I am so like, go, go, go right now. And I just need to remove like all the distractions. So I deleted social media and all these things. And I was like, holy shit, that was really hard to sit with my own self for a while. Because, you know, even someone who practiced energy work and journaling and meditation we want the to-do list and we want the action plan because that Mm -hmm. is a lot easier to do something than it is to sit and be still and listen to ourselves for five minutes. So I love that you brought this up. It's like such a simple thing that we can all do and we can all create, but it's also one of the most difficult things to do because it's so uncomfortable at times. I was going to say, yep. And even someone who like, who has been on this journey for a long period of time, we all, I'm, you know, I'm sharing this because full transparency, we are all in this like difficulty of sitting with our own emotions. Like we use the diet culture or the nutrition or the, you know, the checklist or the overachieving. We use these things to really avoid our own personal truth and our own personal desires and our own personal Mm -hmm. pain, right. Or whatever that might be that wants to come up. It could be something really magical that we're just not quite ready to hear. Right. I remember like Mm -hmm. the, the first day I realized I didn't want to work at the hospital that I was working at for the, you know, the past four years. And I like literally let that information come through. That was a really hard thing to sit through, sit with. And it's also really hard to sit, you know, that was a really amazing download to come through, but it's, it's both sides of the spectrum. Any change is hard to hear. And so exactly what, you know, back to the basics is just sitting with yourself. Yeah. And you nailed it on the head with uncomfortable. I feel like people don't like to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So telling they sit down for five minutes in silence and they're just like, wait, what? And it's kind of just like pushing past that because 
I, I mean, I sh- I'm sure you know this more than anyone, like staying in your comfort zone isn't how you're going to get anywhere. No. So no. it's like you kind of have to, you have to do the uncomfortable sometimes for things before things can get really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's like, <laughs> I, I think that you're going to call in clients who are ready to grow because what the people who do want to stay in the comfort, there's nothing wrong with that, but there's no real growth there. And so mm-hmm. I think like, the people who are wanting this type of deeper connection to self, they're going to be willing to sit with that and say, okay, I know this is really uncomfortable. And you just said exactly what I needed here in order for me to actually go a little deeper in this journey and it will just weed people out. So I love that you're, you know, you're sticking to the most basic things, but the most basic things are hard, hardest. Usually people want like the magical and they want the, you know, the really like, I always think of like the glitz and the glamour when it comes to this stuff, but it's literally the basics. Yeah. And our culture, I feel like is really big on instant gratification. Yeah. And you and I both know you don't get that from meditation. Like you don't sit on your meditation pillow and all of a sudden (laughs) it's like, oh my God. It's like, no, you have to show up every single day. And maybe like after a few weeks, you'll be like, okay, wait, I actually like felt something. But it's a lot, like I just felt like in the beginning of my journey, it was a lot of like, why am I doing this? Like, mm-hmm. what am I doing? Um, and it takes a while to start noticing how like your thoughts will slowly start to change. Like how you respond to people will slowly start to change. Mm-hmm. Like how you talk to yourself will slowly start to change. And like, if you're just looking for that, you know, well, what can I do to lose 10 pounds in a month? It's like, no, no, no. It's, it's like, it's not the instant gratification. It's like the slow and steady. And it's over time, you'll start to kind of connect with that. And I think that's a struggle for people. And, and so I just really want to kind of help inspire people to kind of go towards that direction of the slow and steady, because that's how you're going to get anywhere. Yeah. It's like continual baby steps forward instead Mm -hmm. of like these leaps that we all want. And not just like quantum leaps Mm -hmm. are not possible. They absolutely are, but it's, it's often takes that baby step, baby step, baby step, baby step, and then that breakthrough. Exactly. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would love to ask about the person who is so hyper-focused on weight, because I know for myself for probably ages, I don't know, 14 to 20, three, 24, that was the only thing that mattered to me really, truly like my life. And I'm, I'm talking from someone who really struggled with disordered eating for a very long time, but I know a lot of women are in that same boat and I still, you know, reemerging from COVID I'm going out and I'm meeting new people and we're, you know, going to dinners and I'm witnessing the conversation for a lot of women is still around weight. And, and it just seems to come up. Right. And so I'm realizing that this is still very much so the normal for to be hyper-focused on weight. And what would you say to the woman who is really hyper-focused just on that number of the scale rather than all the other things that are so empowering? How would, how do we start to shift out of that? Like the weight and the number on the scale, how do we bring our focus away from that? You know, like it's not easy. I also um, dealt with disordered eating for years and a lot of my disordered eating was being afraid of food because I started to learn about like GMOs and processed foods and, and, 
you know, what that could do to our body. But I had no idea how to like properly nourish myself or like how to feed myself. Mm. So I just like, I just wouldn't eat. Like I would have maybe like a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, I like wouldn't go out to eat with my friends because I was just like, I don't know how that food is prepared. Like I was just like so extreme, so scared of food. And at this time I was at my thinnest and people would tell me how good I looked, which yeah. is just like, it's just, it's so hard because it's such a bigger issue with just like our society and the messages mm-hmm. that women receive. Like I was depressed. I was underweight. I wasn't eating, but people told me I looked good. And of course I felt like terrible because I was just like, you know, like I said, I was just so depressed. I wasn't nourished and, but you're getting all these, you know, compliments from people. So it can be really confusing because, you know, you're doing all the wrong things, but you look good. So people like are, you know, drawn to you and they're like, Mm -hmm. oh, you look great. Like you're so tiny, like you're so cute, like this, this and that. And I think for me, I kind of had to like really like hit rock bottom and just be like, so numb and just so depressed and so like empty and that's when I was kind of just like you know like what am I doing like you know like I can't keep going on like this and I think just like educating myself like that's when I started getting interested in nutrition like you know not eat so I was just like so how am I going going to feed my body like what can I do to kind of take care of myself and I think it just kind of comes from like again getting in touch with like you know, who you are and and being like, you know, like I deserve to feel good. You know, it's not about how I look to everyone else because everyone else saw me as this like cute little skinny thing. But at my core, I was just like boss. I was like, you know, so unfulfilled, like just so unhappy. And so like, I think what kind of changed for me was just getting to that point where I was just like, no, like I deserve to feel good. And we all are. and, And it, it shouldn't matter like the size or the number on this scale. Like we should all, I think a lot of women are just like want to fit into that little cute little box, but it's like, no, like you deserve to feel good. Like you deserve to like nourish yourself and then have the energy to do all of the things you want to do. And and that was a huge thing for me too. I was just so tired all the time because I wasn't eating. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. if you're not eating, you're not going to have fuel to do anything. So I was just like, I want to do stuff, but I'm just like so exhausted. Like I just like got to a point where it was just so bad. Like I knew, you know, things needed to change, but I mean, I still struggle with like wanting to lose weight and like how I look. And it is kind of like a lifelong battle because you know skinny women are just like so like praised you know like that's the ideal yeah um so I I think it can be really challenging but I think like finding you know teachers or coaches that kind of like help you get out of that kind of you know encourage you kind of like help you see the other side of things that like it's so much more than how much you weigh Mm -hmm. I think that was really huge for me like finding people that kind of helped me along the way to kind of see that like you can still be successful and amazing and you don't have to be the super skinny thing, you know, like there's just so much more to life. Yeah. I think you you hit on so many really amazing points that are bringing so much up right now. And one of them that you hit on was that we don't actually know how to nourish our bodies. And it breaks my heart because I didn't, I went through four years of dietetics undergrad and a year long internship. And I still came out of that not knowing how to actually nourish my body, like actually 
feed my body the nutrients it needs. Like there was, just to put in perspective, as someone who has five years of nutrition undergrad, and you can walk out of that with no idea still how to nourish because it's so heavily on the Western medicine Mm -hmm. side of the scale and not really on the, actually, how am I nourishing my body and prevention? That's just like, you know, that's extracurricular. If you want to learn that, you can go figure that out like through living and the kind of the expectations you're coming into that program knowing, but I really didn't. I grew up in the Midwest where it was very like slim fast and pasta. Like those were, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like diet culture, diet Coke, but also like we're going to have these meaty hot dishes. And so I think there are a lot of people out there and having, you know, gone through the holistic health training and like the research on my own and like nourishing my own body. Now I really do know how to feed the nutrients, but I think the majority of people out there are still in that boat who I don't even know where to start on feeding myself and nourishing myself. And I'm going to put a plug in right now. If you do not, Frankie has so many beautiful, like you really put these inspiring food pictures up, even as someone who like has been doing this for a long time. I'm like, oh my God, you're bringing new life and energy into even my nutrition just by what you post. I'm like, oh, I could totally do that. I could make this. I could do that. It's simple and easy. So go follow her. We're going to have her social media (laughs) in the notes because truly me following you, I'm like, oh my gosh, all these new ideas are coming. But what would you, very basics, and I know you're going to teach this in the eight-week course that you're launching, but what are the very basics of how do I start to nourish myself? What do I focus on? How do I get out of this mindset of like smaller and more into the mindset of I'm feeding my body for nourishment? Because the other point that I want to get into is how nutrition really impacts our mental health as well. And we'll, we'll get there, but let's start with that. Like someone who's like, I don't even fucking know where to start. I've been focusing on, focusing on less calories. And I'm like, I don't even know how to create a balanced meal right now. Where do I start? So the first place to start is a balanced meal consists of um, protein, carbs, and fat. So people need to stop being scared of carbs and stop being scared of fat because we need all three of those mm-hmm. to really feed all of the things in our body. Yes. Um, and that being said, everyone is different. So the ratio of protein, carbs, and fat is going to be a little different for everybody. Um, so it's kind of just figuring out you know, what, what your specific nutritional needs are. And um, one thing I do as a nutritional therapist is I have this whole like 300 question uh, questionnaire that kind of addresses all these different symptoms. And what it shows me is a symptom burden graph. So it's like the weirdest things that you won't even think of, like, you know, like bad breath or, or like bloating or, um, you know, like bad body odor, like all of these different things. And again, it's 300 questions. It was 300 different Mm -hmm. symptoms. They're all related to um, different parts of the body. And there are different things to do to kind of bring that back into balance. So, you know, my main goal is helping people bring their body back into balance um, by figuring out like if they need, if they're you know, if they need more like vitamin B or if they need to get more healthy fats um, or if they need to add more protein, like whatever it may be, every person is going to be a little different. But the very basic is just, you know, try to get a balanced meal. Um, you know, you can't go wrong with loading up on veggies, but, you know, don't be scared of like like bacon. Like bacon, you know, you don't eat it every day, but like that's a good source of like fat. Like if you have like a good 
grass-fed, no-sugar bacon, like having that with eggs and avocado, you have like a balanced meal, um, I think. Yeah. You know, maybe add a little vegetable in there. But um, – and another thing that I'm learning right now is I'm studying Ayurveda, which is – I'm sure you've heard of it. Yeah, It's like one of the yeah. oldest, like, yep. medicine systems. And so it breaks it down into, you know, three different body types. And someone that – you know, a doctor that uh, does Ayurveda, he was saying that it should never be about losing weight. It should be about – bringing your body into balance. And once your body is in balance, you will reach your optimal weight. Like once you figure out how to properly nourish and feed your specific body, you won't need to count calories. You won't need to like limit, you won't need to eat tiny meals. Like you will feel good and nourished and you will just, your body will just get to the weight that you're supposed to be at. And sometimes, which is another interesting thing is sometimes your optimal weight isn't your ideal weight. Like mm-hmm. you, it might be, you know, five or 10 pounds more than what you want to be, but you'll still be really, really healthy and you'll still yeah. feel really, really good. Um, but yeah. I, I love that this, this was brought up because something that it, like I was mind blown after really nerd, like I cleaned up my diet. I was loading up on vegetables, like protein, fat, carb, fiber at every single meal. Like that was like, I did that probably for a good two and a half, three and a half years where I really cleaned things up. And then all of a sudden I was like, I don't really fluctuate. And I feel like, and don't get me wrong. I still have some bloating and I'm like, there are still things that I am still working through. That being said, I don't feel like my weight fluctuates. I feel like I'm pretty much at one solid weight. I pretty much stay the same size. When I'm under stress, I'll go up a little bit. When I come back, I'm like right back where I was and my body pretty much maintains like what it is. And it kind of blows my mind because what Mm -hmm. it maintains, I'm like, this is... I'm not working half as hard as I used to. I'm going to the gym half the time. I'm still eating. I mean, let's be real. I still eat sugar. I still eat mm-hmm. these things. Like they're a part of my diet, but it's not like I have to work so hard at it and focus on every single thing I'm doing. I'm like, wow, how is it this easy all along? Right? Like, it's like, I think we overcomplicate things because I don't know why we do because we have such we a hyper, <laughs> we have, well, maybe it's like that hyper focus. Like we think about it from an yes. energetic perspective. You're so hyper focused on something that it's almost like pushes the goal farther away. Cause you're so mm-hmm. like clinging so tightly to the outcome that once you remove all that charge around it, then it's, mm-hmm. it kind of and another thing you. I want to add is most women specifically aren't eating enough and mm-hmm. sometimes eating more is going to help you lose the weight because your body is able to kind of like work through it. Like, yeah, most women I talk to are just not eating enough. And, and the first, before I tell anyone to take anything out of their diet, um, I'll look at what they're eating for like four days. And most of the time I'm like, you need to add in a couple more snacks. You need to add in healthy mm-hmm. fats. You need to add in, you know, just more food because people, I think especially being women, like you're so scared of eating too much, yeah. but the reality is like you need to eat to nourish yourself, to do all the things, to have all the energy. So most people aren't eating enough. And another thing with that is a lot of people, I think, 
work out too hard. Like, like you said, like the super hyper focus on losing the weight, sometimes working out too much is going to put your body under so much stress that it's going to hold on to the fat. Yeah. And you're going to be working so hard. You're not going to be eating and you're just going to be like, why am I not losing weight? Which I'm sure is just so frustrating. That literally happened to me. I, so I've only ever done this once. My cousin convinced me to run a half marathon with her like oh gosh, <laughs> five, four, five, six years ago, whatever. And I was running. I, I mean, I'm not a long runner, distance runner, like two to three miles is pretty much my max. Most of the time I was running like six to eight miles a day and gaining weight, like in the inflammation that was in my body, I was so swollen and so puffy all the time. And it was a great experience. Like mentally it pushed me out of my comfort mm-hmm. zone, but it was just like, my body was just inflamed mm-hmm. that entire process for me. And in someone who does struggle with inflammation, it wasn't a good match that I love that you brought that up. Cause it is, I think there is this perception that we have to work harder. I'm actually one of my clients, she came to me for spiritual work right now, but she's like, I've been working out less and I'm down a pant size and I'm not pushing as hard. I'm doing a lot more stretching and yoga. I'm like, it's the, it's that energetic component that I love that Mm -hmm. you're bringing in. It's that like how our mind is and how our inflammation is and how these other pieces all work together. Let's talk about mood. I mean, that is something that I think so many people struggle, especially just with the pandemic. I think like, what do they say? How much that mood and depression and anxiety has you know, just increase so significantly. And I think it's something that a lot of people are like, either it's come to their awareness, right? Because we've had so much time to sit with our thoughts that we realize that this is a thing or that we're so disconnected that we just feel this way. And also I think that a lot of us have been comfort even eating, at least myself have been comfort eating because there's like, I don't know what to do. We're going to watch another movie tonight. Like when this was, you know, really at the height and people were not interacting at all. So I want to talk about mood because I think it's something really important. I think it's something that most people have struggled with at some point in their time. I know I've been on both sides depressed, depressed and anxious during the course of my life. So I want to talk about you know, when you were in that period in your life where you weren't nourishing your body, you felt super depressed. Why does this happen? Like from a, you know, I think, you know, the scientific, the logical reasons for this, the, that this occurs. Why does food impact our mood? So, yeah, this is something that this is kind of how my whole journey started. Um, Like I said, I was really depressed. I was so anxious and I was just not eating and I was like so underweight. So what started my journey with nutrition and food um, was I I wanted to feel good. And I knew uh, I had been on a couple different like antidepressants. Like I was in therapy for years and they would put me on all these different medications and I just felt I would feel worse. Like, you know, one of them would make me feel like my skin was crawling and I couldn't sleep. One of them would make me feel like super drowsy. Um, And I was just like, there has to be something else to it. And I'm not against medicine at all, but I think for me specifically, I was just so unhealthy and undernourished that the medication just didn't work in my body because there was just so much going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think one of the first things that like kind of clicked in my head was um, learning about the gut brain connection. And again, this was like years ago when this wasn't really talked about. And I like stumbled 
I stumbled up along like a blog that was like talking about it. Um, and I was just like, wait a minute, like how have I been in therapy for years? And like, this has never come up. Yeah. And again, like I can't blame anyone because like a therapist has a very specific job and sometimes they, they're not really putting the connection together between the food and the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I learned about, you know, our gut health is directly related to our mental health. I was just like, you know, a light bulb went off and I was just mm-hmm. like, okay, this could be why I'm feeling so terrible all the time because like, I'm not feeding my gut anything. And when I am feeding it things, it's, you know, it's not real foods. It's not, you know, probiotics or prebiotics, you know, all those things that you need to feed your gut. So when I learned that, I was just like, people need to know this. Like, this is crazy. Like, I was just like, how is like nobody talking about it? And, you know, thankfully we've come such a long way with mental health and, you know, so many people are, you know, talk about the importance of diet and mood. Um, And, you know, I'm just like so thankful that all of these things have come out over time, but, you know, years ago it wasn't really, it wasn't really a thing. And so um, what I started to realize was, you know, I needed to, eat the right things to feed my, not only my gut, but our brain. Like our brain is made out of a lot of fat. I'm pretty sure about this one. So like, again, like eating healthy fats is going to directly feed our brain and like omega-3s, you know, like certain things like directly feed our brain and help, you know, our mood increase. Because if not, you're just going to feel low. You're going to feel depressed. You're going to feel anxious. Um, And so again, like the, you know, restricting and the not eating, that's really going to affect your mood. And another huge piece of the puzzle that I realized was like um, blood sugar imbalance and being hangry. Like people joke about, oh, I'm hangry. But it's like, no, like that's legitimate. Like if you do not feed yourself, you are going to be moody. You're going to be pissed off. You're going to be cranky. Like that is so like, yes, it could be a joke, but like I was hangry for like years. And like, I did not realize that like, you know, just eating more food would make me feel like so much better. Yeah. Um, Oh my God. That's Jamie, I lo- it's literally just so crazy. Pretty much every day, I'm like, Jamie, I'm having a low blood sugar. I'm like, because I literally, if I don't eat for like, I, I mean, it, I don't know. I just like happens kind of randomly if I don't have the right combination of food or I don't eat or whatever. Like we're going, 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 doing, 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 and I'm like. I'm going to pass out right now. And I like my mood. I literally stop talking. I stop functioning and it happens Mm -hmm. like, nope, I'm done. Like nothing is happening beyond the point of like me getting food in my body. It has to happen right now. So I'm very aware of that, but I can imagine someone who's not, it can feel like anxiety. It can feel like, I don't want to be social. I don't want to talk to people. It can feel like grumpy cranky like there's yeah just I just thought things. I was just like this very moody person like mm-hmm. I was just like so confused because I was just like am I just like super moody do I just hate everything like like it was just like so it was just so confusing for me and then when I started to learn about all this stuff like especially if you have blood sugar issues like you should be eating every three to four hours which mm-hmm. like you know I would have breakfast I would go work in an office I would maybe nibble a little bit for lunch and then I would have dinner and like that's just like your blood sugar is just crashing and it's like, Mm -hmm. it can't sustain you throughout the day if you're not giving it the right foods. Um, so, so that was just a huge thing for me too. And, and just realizing that like, no, like I can feel good and I can be happy. I just need to, you know, freaking eat some food. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Okay. You mentioned a couple of things for gut health and brain health that I want to give some examples that people are like, I know I've talked about these things probably in the past, but if you've missed the previous episodes where I've talked about probiotics, prebiotics, omega-3 fatty acids, what would be some 
okay, what, let's just say, what are the prebiotic foods? What are probiotic foods? What does that mean? So our gut is, has like all of these, um, I can't think of the word, uh, has all, yes, micro, microorganisms. Our, our gut microbiome. Yes, yeah, microbiome. It, it, needs to be, it needs to be fed. And so yes. you need to give it the prebiotics and the probiotics and the bacteria in our gut like feeds on these things. Mm -hmm. And so if you're feeding your gut bacteria, you know, good, healthy foods, you're going to feel good. If you're feeding your gut, like, you know, processed food and sugar all the time, it doesn't like those things. So it's just like, you're not going to feel good. Um, And I think, you know, I, I don't like to take too many supplements, but finding a good quality, like probiotic is just like, I think one of the best things you can do, but it's also important to make sure that you're feeding your gut the right foods, because if you don't have any healthy gut, a probiotic isn't going to do anything. Like if you don't have any of that healthy bacteria, uh, the probiotic is just going to be a waste. So you kind of have to start eating, you know, real foods first. And, you know, I think a lot of vegetables, I think like sauerkraut and a lot of fermented foods are really good for, uh, gut bacteria. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think starting with food first and then adding in a probiotic is like super helpful. Um, But I think some of the like healthiest foods we can eat just like overall for um, gut health and brain health, which like I love that this has come up on like multiple podcasts I've listened to. I don't know if you know Doc Amon, but he's like a brain doctor. Mm -hmm. He's amazing. And so I listened to a podcast about, (laughs) yeah, he's, he's really, really good. But I was listening to a few podcasts about brain health. And I just noticed that all of the doctors were saying the same things for the most part. They were saying that, um, you know, salmon is really Mm -hmm. good for us. Like everyone should have salmon like once a week. Um, Blueberries are like a superfood, like the antioxidants in blueberries is just like so good for our brain. Um, I want to say leafy greens like kale or spinach. Um, I think, oh, avocado is a really good one. And uh, like healthy nuts, um, like almonds, macadamia nuts. um, And I think also green tea is another really good one too for our gut microbiome. Um, But I just kept hearing these things come up over and over and, and that's like one of the first posts I did on my wellness page. And I was just like, okay, like, I think I'm on the right track here. Like hearing all of these like doctors who have been in it for years and years, like naming their top five foods. And I was just like, okay, like this is, these are the foods. Like, yep. And I've attended so many nutrition conferences that are holistic health based. And those are like the top foods that come over and over and over again. So it's like, even just Mm -hmm. thinking about what are some whole foods, like leafy greens, blueberries, like such simple things. If we're eating the majority of our foods as whole foods, and yes, like we're not going to be afraid of the processed foods, but we're going to nourish our bodies first. And those are Mm -hmm. an extra and the overflow that we're like, oh, I'm still craving this, like great, whatever, but I've already nourished my body. So if we're eating mostly whole foods, we're going to be getting those nutrients like omega-3 fatty acids and antioxidants and vitamins and minerals and all the other things that are in a day to day diet that most of us are missing if we're on that restrictive path. So I love that this is such a simple thing that people can do. And that, you know, I think a lot of the programs that you're probably going to be putting together in the future are going to help guide people in a really grounded way where like, okay, here are some simple things you can do to shift, but it's like the simple, but not easy, right? Like Exactly. Exactly. 
So what other recommendations are coming through for you to share? Is there anything else that you're like, this I really want to want to speak on for, you know, knowing the audience is primarily women, women and primarily between the ages of 20 to 40, although I do have some older and some younger, but that's like when I look at my statistics on the statistic machine, that's pretty much where the majority lie. What, what recommendations do you have for the women who are listening to this podcast when it comes to nourishing their bodies, food, nutrition, and all the other things? I would say the first thing is to, you know, again, just eat real foods. Um, and, you know, find the foods that you like that, you know, that you enjoy cooking, that you enjoy eating, that are easy, accessible. Um, but, you know, just, you know, eat real foods. Um, I would also say most women should have breakfast. That's a huge thing. I feel like a lot of people skip breakfast, but especially mm -hmm. women and like hormonal health, it's just so important to have like a, a protein and a fat for breakfast and just really start your day off right. Um, because if not, then, you know, your blood sugar will dip, your hormones can get all out of whack. So I think, you know, eat whole foods, make sure you're having, you know, a balanced breakfast. Um, I would say find movement that feels good for you. I feel like I didn't really touch upon that, but I just feel like the other piece of the puzzle is, you know, not working out too hard, but just like finding the movement that feels good. Like, you know, cause a lot of yeah. us are sitting all day and a lot of us, you know, if you're at an office or whatever, like if you can go for like a 10 minute walk every day, like even just something as simple as that, just going for a walk, like that mm -hmm. can just be so great for our bodies. Um, so again, just find the movement that feels good. Find something that you enjoy doing and don't make yourself suffer through these like intense workout classes if that's not what you like to do. Yeah. Um, and another thing for women is I think it's really important to um, work out and eat for your cycle. Um, you know, like, so something I learned is that like men go through the hormonal cycle in one day and we, whereas we go through it in a month. So that means like week to week our our body's needs are different. So like, you know, the week of your period, you're going to want to rest. You're going to want to, you know, nourish your body. You're going to want to have anti-inflammatory foods. You know, you're just going to want to take it easy. But, you know, maybe around your like ovulation or like the middle of your cycle, you're going to have so much energy. So you're going to want to do those high intensity workouts. So I think just like, not, instead of being consistent every day and every single week, it's like working with your body and listening to your body throughout the month and kind of setting it up like, okay, this week I'm going to do, you know, cycling classes and I'm going to work really hard. The, you know, this week I'm going to like take it easy and do like stretching and walking and yoga. And um, that's something I'm really passionate about is like teaching women to like work with their bodies because, mm -hmm. you know, it is changing from week to week. So we should really be like honoring that. And yeah. I think that would just make us feel so much better. Mm -hmm. um, so I think really like learning about like your cycle and, and your, you know, just figuring that out is really important. Um, and the last thing I would say is, you know, again, the meditation like that, that for me was just so like life changing. And my one thing would be, just stick with it. Like if it doesn't feel good right away, you just keep showing up and, you know, you don't have to dedicate that much time to it and kind of mm -hmm. like do what you can. But I found the more I meditated, the longer I wanted to go. Like in the beginning, I was only doing a little bit, but the more I did it, I was just like, no, you know what? I want to sit here and I want to like kind of feel into this and, and, you know, just sit with that, the uncomfortable feelings and, and just, just keep doing that. Um, 
And my very last thing is, uh, like, don't beat yourself up. Uh, like, don't beat yourself up over, you know, having a bad day or like a bad week. I mean, like yesterday I had a beautiful day at the beach. It was like degrees here. And I think my diet yesterday consisted of mostly like ice cream, which I had two times yesterday and bread and cheese, which, you know, isn't my normal, but like, I'm not going to beat myself up over it because again, it all comes back to intention. Like if you want to have that ice cream cone, say like, I, you know, I nourish my body every day today. I'm going to have this ice cream cone because that's what I feel like having. And it's going to be the best thing ever. And just like switching your mindset around food and, and not beating yourself up over having one off day. Um, and just really being gentle with yourself, I think is so important. And, and it, it helps being gentle with yourself is going to help you so much more than beating yourself up over not being perfect, which is something I struggle with for so long, like perfectionism. But, you know, like once you realize no, no one's perfect, we're never going to be perfect. And once you start, you know, just like speaking nicely to yourself and, and just like loving yourself and just, you know, it just changes everything. So, you know, be gentle with yourself and, and don't get stressed out if things aren't going good right away and just be patient. I think everything you're saying or that you just said is really tying back to what you said in the beginning of like that ability to connect with yourself and your why. And it, once you do that, like it's a lot easier to speak to yourself in a different way. And the, the, the other piece that I wanted to pull on of what you said is that intentionality. Like that is part of the energy work that I think, I think what you do is going to tie in so important importantly and in so in so many ways be a bigger impact for people because to me it was like I could do all the nutrition stuff perfectly but until that intentionality and that energy was aligned with it there wasn't that same shift for me on a health level and so that for anyone who is doing all the nutrition stuff already and you feel like I don't know if there's anything else I can maximize in that department I think checking Frankie out who does talk to the other aspects of, you know, we're looking at the holistic picture. If one area is out of balance, if your intentions are out of balance or your movement is out of balance, or you're not listening to the emotions that need to come up or whatever it may be, you can focus on one area all you want, but the other areas are falling apart and those need attention too. So Thank you for all this wisdom today and this message. And I don't know about the listeners, but I feel reinvigorated and re-excited to go and shift some things in my own diet and my own world. I know that like I have fallen away from my why of keeping my body nourished. And I think it's just thank you for being here and just reinstilling that in myself to be like, oh yeah, I deserve to feel nourished. I deserve to feel healthy. I deserve to have this vibrant, healthy life. So I know the listeners are going to feel the same. Yes. Thank you so much. This was so amazing for me. Like I'm getting so emotional because like that's just who I am, but this was just so like special to get to like speak on, you know, this message that I want to share. Like I really just want to help educate people. I just really want people to feel good. And I, I just want people to know that like you don't have to feel like stuck. You don't have to feel depressed and anxious. And there's just like so many things you can do. And I just like, thank you. This was just amazing. <laughs> now I'm getting emotional. So we're just going to stop <laughs> so it sorry. there because we're both crying. <laughs>
Okay. I love you, Frankie. Thank you.